Com- PW Comic World's uh, weekly podcast on comics news and interviews. And today we are interviewing Georgia Dunn, creator of my favorite new up and up and comic web comic, Breaking Cat News. Yay! <laughs> I came upon Breaking Cat News, the traditional viral way, which is to say a friend of mine was like, oh my god, you have to see this comic about cats. You'll love it. They're just like my cats. <laughs> and indeed, it is, it's about like what cats would think is news as they live their little cat lives. Yes. What, what they find newsworthy from day to day. <laughs> so can you tell us a little about Breaking Cat News? Um, sure. Uh, Breaking Cat News is uh, based, well, the reporters and the anchorman are based on our three real cats, Elvis, Puck, and Lupin. Um, the idea came about completely by accident one night when Lupin knocked over a shelf full of stuff. And uh, Elvis came over to let us know. <laughs> Basically, he always kind of comes running over with a lot of really, really alarmed meows. And uh, as we were cleaning up the shelf, I, I started kind of doing this like old time reporter voice, like Elvis was, you know, doing a news bulletin. And um, the joke kind of snowballed from there. I I tweeted it and some friends really liked it. And uh, a lot of times if, if I have kind of a funny one-off thing, I would do maybe a comic. And so friends requested, you know, oh, you should definitely, you know, do, do a comic of this. Or... And uh, at the time, I, uh, a lot was going on, and I thought, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And, uh, but I did. <laughs> I, I almost, almost just com- by compulsion, it was crazy. I just... You know, the next day I, I thought, well, you know, I'd like to see what they look like, you know. So I did the first one and um, I just shared it with friends on Facebook and it was immediately reshared a ton of times and it was very surprising. And uh, so I did a couple more and I still people were saying, oh, you should make this an actual webcomic. And I, I, I was still resisting. We had so much going on. We were about to move across the country. We were selling our house. Um, you know, the last thing I wanted to do was start a new project. But I decided one morning just to see if the domain name was open. And I'd kind of let that be my guide. And as fate would have it, it was. And so I, I put the comic together and started taking it a little bit more seriously. So when was this? This was March of last year, so almost a year ago. So is this your first full webcomic with recurring themes and characters and so on? I've had two others. Um, The quote book, which is down now. I did that a few years ago. Um, And then uh, one called Swan Eaters, which is about a a traveling kind of circus show in the 1940s um, with, like, monsters and magic and comedy and and such and neither one you know they they had their their loyal readers but neither one really took off like breaking cat news has so what is your background in comic here you are writing this web comic where do you come from uh well i i'm i'm an illustrator uh i have a a bachelor's degree in fine arts and then I had a series of uh, day jobs, <laughs> uh, working for a bank and, and whatnot, while um, I illustrated at night and in my free time. And I started selling on Etsy 
uh, usually to a lot of like nursery decor, and I was in published in a few educational magazines and such. Um, and then comics, I I just love them. I mean, I grew up reading Calvin and Hobbes, um, especially Calvin and Hobbes. And um, see as, as strong Calvin and Hobbes influence there, not so much in the visuals, <laughs> but in the sensibility. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I was just crazy about about them. Um, and I read a lot of uh, a lot of Garfield and, and graphic novel wise. I really loved uh, Sam Keith and the Max. And um, so I was always kind of taking in a lot of comics. And um, so kind of really while I was doing illustrating and I'd work on that and I'd focus on that, um, comics were almost sort of a way that I could kind of let off steam in a really I, I, just just kind of something enjoyable that I could do that um, was a little lighter for me. So what kind of comics are you reading now? Are you reading any or are you completely absorbed in making your own? Completely absorbed. <laughs> um, not, I would I would love to be taking some new ones in right now. Um, and there are times when I'll I'll read like Nedroid or a few web comics. Um, online, I love the. Um, oh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> I always say the name wrong, but um, the Perry Fellow Bible. So I'm saying it all wrong, but I there's. Yes, thank you very much. Um, I love I love that comic. Um, right now, I I take care of my son uh, full time during the day. I'm a stay at home mom, um, like stay at home mom during the day, cartoonist by night. So during his naps and after he goes to bed at night, I work on breaking cat news, which means I only really have maybe maybe two or three hours a day to devote to it. So it's it's kind of a scramble, and I wish I was taking in a lot more uh, media right now. But really, it's you know taking care of my son and then and then sitting down and coming up with ideas and drawing them out and painting them. So you now have. Uh, Breaking Cat News, not only on your site, but syndicated on Uclick, which yes. <laughs> is, for our listeners, this website that is part of um, the Universal Comics Syndicate. It has a lot of the really big comic strips that you see in your newspaper. Their online home is on this site. Mm -hmm. And there are a few uh, lesser-known web comics on there, but really not that many, it seems like. No, no. Um, I was, I was pleasantly shocked <laughs> when um, when they reached out to me. I was I'm very unbelievably excited, of course, um, but I was very surprised. I mean, they were. I I knew of them. Um, I read Pearls Before Swine, and uh, you know that's that's how I would read that comic. So when I was contacted, I almost kind of had to like you know, make sure it was legit, <laughs> that it was, it was a real, a real offer. Um, because I, I don't know that I ever would have reached out to them myself. You know, I, 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 I was having, I was gaining readers and gaining a wonderful followership. Um, but I don't know that I would have made that move. Um, if this is not delicate to ask and you can just be like, no comment. Um, <laughs> Are you getting any kind of financial remuneration from them? And if so, uh, are you satisfied with it or are you working towards something more? Um, I am. 
Um, it's, you know, it, it, a lot of it, without going into too many details, um, there are a few things that are in the works for the future that I'm very happy with, and I hope that they're very happy with. And um, as we work toward that, I'm, I'm getting some... Uh, some payment. Yeah, and and and, and ad revenue and, and such to you know the traditional um, ways for web comics to to be paid. So I, there's not a there's more I'd love to say, <laughs> but there's there's not a lot I can say right now. Just it it's moving in a good direction. Speaking of, of the traditional ways of web comics to make money, you know, are you planning on selling any Breaking Cat News uh, merchandise? Like, you know, can you have like the little Breaking Cat News logo T-shirt? Like, um, I I actually do right now. Um, it's it's kind of like a, a wonky home-based thing because I'm doing it all myself. So I do it through the website uh, Zazzle. I have a Breaking Cat News store there, and then I also have some Breaking Cat News prints on Society Six, um, and they've. People have responded really positively to them around Christmas, um, which was really wonderful, and uh, I was very happy that people were excited about it. Um, I also did some uh, Christmas cards and Valentine's Day cards um, based on the comic that were literally I was making myself and mailing out to readers as orders came in, and I did that through my Etsy shop. So why do you think the Internet loves cats? <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I count myself among them. <laughs> um, you know, cat videos, cat articles, BuzzFeed puts anything, you know, 27 list items involving cats and I'm clicking on it. Um, so I don't I don't know. I I credit a lot of Breaking Cat News's current success with the fact that it is on the internet. I think that it was a really good medium for it to begin on. And um I think that, you know, now now there's kind of, you know, for some people, the people who are reading it, there's a cat news source <laughs> where they can kind of, you know, I tried to make the webcomic itself look as much like a little news studio website, like where you'd find letters to the editor, or, um, more official things, so that you can kind of suspend belief a little bit and kind of go into this little world that's a genuine cat news site. One thing, I mean, okay, so you've got your cats in it, but then also you have this, like, <laughs> parallel, like, the Univision equivalent of Breaking Cat News, the the uh, the neighbor cats yeah. who apparently have their own news channel and speak Spanish. And what inspired that? <laughs> um, well, there are, I always, I've wanted to bring more cats into it. Um, a little slowly, kind of one by one, and not too many, but just just a few to have a few extra characters. Um, it bothered me that there were no female cats because I thought I, I just I don't know I, I wanted I wanted there to be a girl cat, and we just don't happen to own a girl cat, so um, that played into the decision. Uh, my friend cats, my friend's cat Tommy, was able to be a cat that's outdoors in the comic. And um, we live in an old Victorian building that's been converted to apartments. And actually, a friend of mine moved into the apartment below us in real life, bringing her two cats, Tabitha and uh, Sir Figaro Newton. And they're adorable. They're just they're just delightful cats. Um, 
So <laughs> I wanted to put them in as their own cat channel because I kind of have I kind of have this idea and readers have asked me this too. You know, does each household have its own little broadcast? And that's kind of how I see it because I feel like cats feel that their business is very important and that a lot of cats are kind of self-important in a really endearing way. And so I, you know, kind of envisioned that it's kind of a common thing, or at least in this world. So I wanted there to be another channel, but I also wanted it to kind of have this feel like you're flipping through channels or there had to be something different about this channel or significant. And so I, I just kind of thought, you know, when you're flipping through channels late at night and you stumble upon Telemundo and you see one of their news broadcasts and you kind of get what's going on if you don't speak Spanish um, and it's still, you know, you, you can still be entertained by it. And so that's that's where the idea came to make these cats speak Spanish. And they kind of took off themselves and people really liked them and really responded to them. Uh, my sister's best friend was born in uh, Costa Rica, I believe, and she helps me with a lot of the translations. And so yeah, about that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, what can you tell us a little about, like, the real Elvis and Lupin? <laughs> yes, um, uh, I get asked a lot if Elvis is actually that intense in real life. Um, he absolutely is. <laughs> he is, he is a very, very intense cat. Um, he, he's a sweetheart and he's very bonded to me. Um, if, if you know him, he's great. If you don't know him, he has to be put into another room if we have guests. Cause he kind of, he's very, um, he's very much a guard cat. He's very protective. Uh, he kind of, he lets us know what's going on. He has like a schedule. He tries to herd us to bed at night. <laughs> um, Lupin is completely fearless. And it can be really entertaining that he's completely fearless, but it can also be kind of troublesome. Like we found him like curled up asleep in the dishwasher. Um, so we have to be really careful when we use a dishwasher or a dryer or the stove <laughs> or, or anything. I mean, he'll just, he just comes in, he'll come right into the shower with you when you're showering. Um, he's always climbing everything, always investigating everything, especially in the middle of the night. Um, uh, Pucky is a really sweet little cat. He's very, he's pretty gentle. It takes a lot to kind of, fluff him or annoy him. Um, Lupin manages to <laughs> more than what's in the comic. Lupin and Puck in real life, they're, they're pretty good together, but in the morning, if Lupin's kind of trying to disturb Pucky's little bird watching routine, Pucky definitely gets a little annoyed. Um, and Puck's, <laughs> uh, Puck's the best hunter of all of them, which is kind of funny because he's really gentle and really sweet otherwise. But if he sees a spider, he's on it. So, yeah, that's that's them in real life. So, you know, how did you go through the process of extrapolating from like, here is my cat to this is what my cat would be like on TV? <laughs> uh, well, it. It kind of started really bare bones of just 
this is exactly what they would do. And then as the comic kind of went on and I'd have strips where one cat would do or say something, it kind of built their characters into the comic a little more too, so that there are differences in the comics. I think a lot of readers would be a little upset to find out that Elvis does not puff up as much as he does in the comic. (laughs) That's, that's more, um, yeah, yeah, that that's that's a lot more. And he actually gets kind of like a mohawk when he puffs up. Um, and like I said, Puck and Lupin in real life kind of have like sometimes they really get along. Sometimes Puck's a little more annoyed. Um, so I don't really bring Puck being annoyed as much into the comic because now Puck's character has kind of become this sort of dreamy, idealistic, sensitive little cat reporter. Um, so the, the writing the comic as it went, the characters began to sort of develop on their own, and um, it made it easier as it went went along. It made it easier writing as it went along too, because I could kind of predict exactly what the characters in the comic themselves would do. Versus, oh man, if Puck was in the situation, what might he do, and and such. So I know right now you're busy with a very small child. Yes. And actually, a, a second one is on the way for April. <laughs> wow. I was going to say, but, but when, you know, it becomes more more practical for you, are you thinking forward to doing some traditional comic things like collecting it in a volume or attending a Comic-Con or a festival or two? I would, I would absolutely love to. Um, I'm very open to that. I have a lot of readers who ask me if I'm going to try to collect it into a book. Um, I have a lot of readers who ask me if I would, especially we were living in Seattle before. Um, so, uh, you know, um, Emerald city comic con was one that, uh, friends have asked if I would try to, or, um, actually through, uh, Uclick universal, uh, there are details kind of offering, you know, if you want to go to the New York Comic Con or, or the San Diego Comic Con, we can kind of help out with that. And um, I think in the future that's something I would, I would love to do. I really would. Um, I, I'm crazy about a lot of the readers. I feel really fortunate that the readers of this comic seem so positive and encouraging and really genuinely supportive. And to have that on the internet with threads and comments. <laughs> um, I, I feel like that's a really special thing. I've never had a troll. I've never had anyone be mean. And um, I kind of knock on wood and always wait for the other shoe to drop because it's the internet. But um, I would I would really love a chance to actually be able to meet some of these people in real life and just say hi and have anything for them to, to look at or, or whatnot. So what's it like having fans? Oh, it, <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's it's wonderful. It's it's really nice. I mean, you you make something and you put. I know you know. I know it's a cat comic about cat news, but you put a lot of yourself into what you do. You it's, work it's, on. it's your cat comic about cat. Yeah, <laughs> and there are so many times where I'll I'll post a strip and I think to myself, you know, I, I agonize it over it like that night, and I'm like, is this funny to me, or is this actually funny? Um, you know, sometimes they just kind of feel borderline, and then weirdly, those end up a lot of times being the strips that get the most feedback, which is kind of nice. Uh, any particular examples? Um, Tabitha recently telling Elvis off. 
that was kind of huge because I, the comic has always been so positive and I want to keep it positive because I want it to be something that people always enjoy tuning into. You know, they never, they never are. Yeah. I'd never want to be a bummer. And so I was, I was just like, Oh, you know, she's being kind of negative. She's not going to be a negative character, but I have to establish her dominance. She's a female cat. Um, and there has to be a cat to kind of keep Elvis in check because it, it'd be funny. You know, it, it just did lead to a lot of funny things. And so I agonized a little bit about that. And, um, so I, you know, I, I, uh, my husband, Ryan, the man in the comic, a lot of times he's kind of the only proofreading or like soundboard, you know, to, to check these comics on because, you know, if I'm finishing them late at night and he thought it was funny and, you know, we talked about it a lot. So I put it up the next day and within three minutes I had 22 comments and they were all positive. And that just blew me away. <laughs> I was so happy that the readers wanted to go you know, wanted to embrace Tabitha and were excited about Tabitha. Well, I mean, I think, I think maybe because cats do that. Yeah, yeah. There is that moment when cats meet where one cat is like, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are not in charge of me. I am a cat. I. But I don't think people necessarily saw it as anything really, like, long-term negative or hugely yeah. negative about their interaction. Just like, it's a cat thing. That's what I was hoping. And I actually, I have a photograph I should put up on the site at some point of the first time Elvis ever met another cat. And it's just hilarious because the cat is sitting there really comfortable on the couch. It was a stray that we found and we were trying to locate her owner. So we had her for a couple of days until we were able to do that. And you have Elvis just looking, <laughs> looking over the couch at her in a way that I never could have even drawn in the comic. It was just so hilarious. Like just shocked. I, I definitely will. <laughs> so what is your drawing process? Is it all by hand? Do you bring in any programs other than, you know, just scanning and uploading it? Like what is your it's, method? Uh, it's all by hand. Um, so I, I will start with pencil and that's kind of like the loosest part I don't do a lot of the details when I ink I actually add a lot of details um and I started off inking when I was very young because I was I'm left-handed and pencil would just be a mess after a while and it is it just gets really smudgy um so I ink it and then I paint them all with watercolors which I I love to do when I do my traditional illustrations they're in in watercolors with ink too and then I I um I scan it, I upload it into Photoshop to get it to be the right size and format, and to maybe switch panels here and there if I thought of a funnier panel kind of down the road, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll add it in. Um, and just to take out, like, uh, mistakes or spots, or if, if the watercolor bled in one part, I might kind of edit it with the stamp tool. And that's and then I upload it to the webcomic. Yeah, it has a really unique look, but it also has a unique shape. It's shaped like <laughs> like a a full page. Yes. Do you yes. ever, especially now that you're with Uclick, do you ever go, man, I wish I had done it like strip style to make it easier to syndicate? Or are you like <laughs> with what you're doing? Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, well, it, w w yes to which? 
uh, I, I do wish that I had made it a little bit more of a strip, which is kind of funny because um, previously the other two web comics that I did, they were strips. They were always three to four panels. And um, it's something I'm thinking about uh, for the future and something I'm trying to kind of get into the pacing of doing Breaking Cat News that way too. Just so in the future when my children are a little bit older and I do have a little bit more time and if it's still going on and I hope it is, um, that I could offer more strips throughout the week. Because I would like to do that, too. I mean, I have people all the time who say, oh, could you just, you know, one more day a week, you know, and right now it's just Mondays and Thursdays. And if I could, I would love to. Um, it's just time. It's just a time crunch. So it's something I'm thinking about. Um, I try right now to keep it um, like maybe maybe within like a certain number of panels just so it's readable and easy and kind of what the readers expect too. Cause I don't want to just completely switch it one day. Yeah. Um, I, I would actually say that it, it has a, a certain pacing to it that mm -hmm. works and it has a very unique look. Thank um, you. I mean, not even just the, the shape of like, Oh, it's shaped like a page, not like a strip, but it's just, you know, your process is, is different than a lot of what you see in comics. So it's, it's very visually interesting. Oh, um, but one thing I would say, and I would congratulate you on, is that you seem to be like remarkably on time and on schedule for a comic created at home with no like editor leaning over you and with cats and a baby needing to be taken care of at the same time. Like, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> that it's a struggle some weeks, so I appreciate hearing that. So you know, I mean, like you may only have two a week, but. At least that's a schedule that you find sustainable. So, yes, you know, yes. points for knowing your limits, which a lot of us in comics don't always do. We're like, oh, yeah, I can totally do a podcast a week. No problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Originally, they were kind like the first month or two, they were kind of uploaded when I could. And then a lot of people really wanted, they really wanted to know when they could expect them. So, Monday to Thursday, it always gave me two or three days to, you know, it, it kind of gave me a buffer. Like if my son was teething and nothing was happening one night, <laughs> you know, I'm just walking him up and down all night. Um, I, I had a chance to do that. I had some wiggle room at that point. So Monday, Thursday right now is, is working really well. And, and it, it's realistic. It's not, you know, not kind of, killing myself to get it out so it stays fun too so that way i'm not you know i'm still enjoying it so i'm still kind of playing with it and i think that kind of helps it the most yeah it really does have it doesn't have that feeling of obligation that oh. you get with some <laughs> long-running strips where you're like oh man like how much garfield can you crank out dude <laughs> like we feel really bad for you yeah yeah so, yes, I just wanted to to get you on here and, um, you know, just just talk about what it's like to be, you know, a webcomic creator, you know, just breaking in, especially with, with something fun and a little different from the norm like this. <laughs> so thank you for talking with us. Yeah, no, thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, and one question that yeah. we'd like to ask people that I forgot to ask you is what was the first comic 
that just really blew your mind? That like you read it and it sticks with you to this day. Ooh, um, it definitely. I mentioned the Max before by Sam Keith, and I mean I read a lot of different comics growing up, um, like The Crow and Kingdom Come with some DC comics and. But uh, there was just something in the Max, especially the artwork, um, was just phenomenal. And not not just the artwork too, just a lot of the a lot of the language in the comic was fabulous. Uh, like the the um, made up creatures, like the Krabbits in the Outback, and uh, you know phrases like broccoli spasms. And um, so yeah, I I read that probably when I was who like thirteen to fifteen, I think. And it just always, always stuck with me. I just absolutely love it. Um, it's a big reason why I got into, later on, um, watercolors and a lot of trying to get sort of interesting uh, line work when I do my, my illustration. So, yeah, that one definitely comes to mind. It's, I've, been, I've read it over and over and over again and just love it. Well, Georgia Dunn, thank you so much. <laughs> well, thanks.